Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Want to Get Coffee podcast. In today's episode, Charles and I discuss Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how we can use it as a lens for leading in times of crisis. As usual, we focus heavily on the people side of the leadership equation, which we agree is especially important in an after-COVID world. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to continuing the conversation on your social media platform of choice. 99% of the time of, of our careers working together, we focus all of our energy at belongingness and above at the psychological needs level. And we, we, we talk a lot about self-actualization and what that looks like and how that's different for different people. We certainly address esteem needs uh, and, and really our, our floor in, in good times is belongingness. It's very difficult to have a work-related conversation about a deliverable or about someone's career when they they don't know where they're going to be living next week or their parents have covid or their kids are starting school and they're not quite sure what decision to make you know remote or in person and what the implications of that are and so you know, what i wanted to talk to you about today is the the reality of this new floor which is down to the basic needs and then what we can do as leaders to help our teams our people our organization yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's the privilege of of kind of most uh, most of Western society. If you've got a job, right, your your lower basic needs are met. Um, I think the crisis shows that we're all susceptible to being pushed down this hierarchy into the basic needs. Um, and um, you know, when I think about the responsibility of a leader during a crisis, it's to you know, recognize that there's, there's going to be this rapid cycling, you know, up and down this hierarchy, but there's just volatility that comes along with a crisis where if you talk to somebody last week and they're good, right. And they're, and they're able to focus on a, um, a deliverable or a project or some sort of outcome, it doesn't mean the next week they will, right. Cause things are changing so rapidly. And um, there's so much uncertainty out there. And so I think part of, part of what came to mind as you were showing me this is that as leaders, we have to recognize that um, people's basic needs will get challenged. But it's not a question of if it will, it, it will. And we have to start by, um, you know, with every touch point, assessing where, what they need right in that moment. And so the, the nature of my one-on-ones have changed. Um, and the nature of my, my, uh, my kind of check-ins with myself have changed too, right? Cause as a leader, I, I have to assess, okay, where am I in this, in this hierarchy as well? Because if I'm dealing with, oh my gosh, how do I keep my kids, um, safe, uh, when thinking about going back to school, I'm I'm not in the right headspace and heart space to to think about and uh, address others' needs as well. And so, yeah, I think this is very relevant. And um, you know, some other time we could talk about some some personal situations where yeah, I was pushed way down low um, in crisis and uh, had to rely upon others to kind of help me get back up. But I, that's what I think about as a leader. Right? It's like what have I learned having gone through crisis that I can I can share with others. What are what are some you know tactical things that you do when you kick off 
your one-on-one with someone to sort of gauge their, you know, kind of where they're at and, and see where that will affect the, yeah. the conversation. Yeah, that's good. I, um, two things. One, I think the there's regularly scheduled one-on-ones and then there's ad hoc kind of check-ins. I think the, um, cause in crisis, I think you have to ramp up, um, the frequency of interaction, right. To, to dress, to, to be able to adapt to the, you know, kind of the rapidly changing needs of your team. Um, um, but I really, really pay attention to tone of voice, right? The first words that come out of people's mouths when we chat um, really, really tell a lot, really tell a lot. And that is what I, you know, I, I think in a pre-crisis mode, it's really easy to just kind of, you know, chit chat. Hey, how are things going? What's going on? What are you up to? And, and then kind of get into the groove of dialing into what is being discussed right now, dialing into that nonverbal communication. Um, here, I, I think I've been really trying to hone in on what is the first thing that they say? What is their tone of voice saying? Um, and, and that tells me a lot, right? That tells me if, if I need to completely drop my agenda and just ask questions um, or if I need to follow their lead. Um, it's hard to say because it's, it's so di- individual. Um, but, but I think if you really pay attention to the first things that are said, it can inform how you um, ask questions and you kind of show up in that one-on-one. Yeah. I, I really like that for two reasons. One it's uh, it's practical, right? You can, you can have a little checklist. You can have it up on your screen. You can have it written down and just like, Hey, pay, pay close attention to, to the first words that also helps you be present in the moment, which I think is a, is a really good thing for us to do during times of crisis, uh, especially. And, and also though, this presupposes that you know, your teams, well, you know, Mm -hmm. the humans that you work with well, and you can sense when something's up, you have a baseline. Yeah. And so one one thing I want to talk to you a lot about um, as we go on is this idea of almost like crisis inoculation, right? What are the things as a leader you should be doing before the next crisis, right? We'll get through this thing, pandemics end, you know, uh, economic cycles rebound. The future is bright. What what are things when we're in the next expansion? When times are good, what can we be doing uh, as leaders to help prepare for? the next crisis. And and one of those is absolutely what you outlined, which is getting to know your people really, really well Mm -hmm. so that you know when something's up and that will help in good times too. But especially now when, like you said, basic needs are threatened, uh, you you have a, you have an early warning system built into your spidey sense, which will, you know, help you support your team, uh, which I I really like that. So Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, one one thing I've found too is a lot of times I'll ask. I don't make a habit of doing it every time, but um, in my last sort of group uh, discussion with my mentor tree, uh, I just said, "Hey, on Zoom, everybody, um, you know, react. Use the thumbs up reaction if your physical needs are being met. Like, do you have everything that you need?" Mm. And you know, I, I had this sort of Brady Bunch view on there, and I saw all the everyone said that their needs were being met, and so I felt. Like, hey, in that moment, you know, things are good for now. 
Uh, there's nothing actionable needed by me. Um, and then every now and then, yeah, in one-on-ones, especially when I do, I try to spend some of them outside walking and encourage others to, you know, get up and get active and moving. It kind of encourages the the physical needs, right? Mm-hmm. Getting movement. Yeah. Um, and also it's a little bit more informality. We can say like, hey, I'm just calling, I really want to just check in with you right now. Is everything going well? And, yeah. you know, I had a sort of the initial feeling of the conversation. This was three weeks ago was yeah, everything. Everything's good. The, the first few words were, were positive. And when I kind of said, Hey, I just want to check in on you. How are you doing? It's like, actually like things are, things are really tough right now. Like I've been burning the candle at both ends. Uh, my basement flooded, you know, I'm dealing with that. And, you know, this just, there was a sort of this outpour of, uh, of, of personal and professional concern that was not obvious uh, at the beginning. And so I think sometimes people will, uh, will tell you if you ask. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's a good point that there's, you know, you, uh, it, it's worth asking again, right? Cause if you continue to ask, you'll, you'll get different answers. And one of the things that reminds me that I do in every one-on-one now is I, I ask, when are you going on vacation next? Right. Cause right. there's this, uh, um, naturally there's just a depression in the willingness and desire to take vacations, especially because there's limited travel and, and yet there's still benefit, even if you stay home and, uh, disconnect. And so I, every one-on-one, I ask that question. It's like, you know, when have you gone on vacation? When are you planning to go again? And, um, and oftentimes through that, um, you can help the person identify that they might have some more basic needs that need to be met that um, would be better served by taking time off. So I really like that as a very tactical, kind of practical question. That's it for our first episode. Thanks for joining us on the Want to Get Coffee podcast, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.